We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid much. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. All right, hour number three, Danny and Dusty. This text is sent me into a, a bit of a like a mental rabbit hole. Hmm. We were talking about Reddit guy, and uh, perhaps even a groundhog. Yeah, this text texture goes uh, George Costanza. I'm an architect. Could you imagine how much content the show Seinfeld would get off right of, now, like Reddit? Yeah. Or like just going down, like how many things that they would go down dating dating apps for George and mm. Elaine. God, it would be it would be phenomenal. Reddit with Kramer and Costanza would be fantastic. How many things Newman would find on Reddit about Jerry? Just and remember, start a fight. It's not a lie if you believe it. That's where that guy is a pilot. My He's goodness. a pilot. All right. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, like wow. Blazers? Yeah, no, it's, uh, like you, yeah. you kind of like mentally rebooted my brain there I, for a second. I, I was like, I just thought about that. Lord. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about the treasure trove. We watch a lot of uh, Seinfeld uh, at my home, and it was, I was watching it just going, dude, I wonder what they, they'd crush today. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. You, it, would, it would almost be impossible to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have well, to I pick, mean, you pick do... and choose the insanity. You get a lot of it though with Larry David and Curbed, mm-hmm. you know, um, like the the, uh, the wearing the MAGA hat on Curbed. You know, they made a whole bit out of it. That would have been Costanza. Like Costanza, did people leave him alone and and keep their space from him? He would have. Yes, I could have totally seen that happening. Um, I digress. Let's talk Blazers. Let's talk Blazers. Um, Last night we saw something that was awesome to see. We talked about how it is the best win of the year for the Blazers, beating the Memphis Grizzlies on the road, despite the fact Stephen Adams wasn't playing. The Blazers win that game without Yusuf Nurkic, without Jeremy Grant for half of the game, mm-hmm. and they found a way to win against a team that is very good at home. Did the Grizzlies shoot absolutely horrific from three? Yeah, they did, but I'm just glad it because everybody shoots their best against the Blazers. Last night didn't happen, and a win is a win. I'm not taking anything sweeping out of that win, no. except for hang your hat on it. It's good stylistically. I'll take something from it, okay? Because this is what the Blazers wanted to do, and they kind of fell bass backwards into because of Nurk and Jeremy's injuries. Yeah, Nurk's not out there. You got to go small. Yes, you, you, you do. Don't, you do, do not have any other options. You you are just limited in what you have. They were down there big. Blazers were down theirs, too. Yes, but the difference being Memphis has more of them. Oh, you just mean people over 6'8"? Yeah, yeah they got a lot they of do. them. 
last night they didn't play all of them, but I mean Zaire Williams, I think is six eight, six nine. Um Dylan Brooks is right at six eight. Uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. is a seven footer. Santi Aldama is a seven footer. They got Brandon, Brandon Clark, Clark six, Xavier, nine. Xavier Tillman, yeah. uh, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, they they're tall. Yeah, they're big. And then and then when they're not the only guy on the only there's two guys on that team that don't have size. It's their point guards, it's John mm-hmm. Morant and Tyus Jones. Yep. And they're supremely quick. So otherwise, they, they're all big, strong, physical dudes. Mm-hmm. Portland matched their physicality. They were incredibly aggressive. They only generated three steals and five blocks, which were outdone by the uh, Grizzlies' eight steals and seven blocks, of which Jaron Jackson had six. Hmm. And let me tell you, not one of those was counted wrong. He had a couple where he came out of nowhere nowhere to just delete a shot at the rim. Um, but I really, particularly down the stretch, halfway through the third and into the fourth quarter when they were closing the gap and then putting the game away, defensively, their intensity was there. Their physicality was there. They were disruptive at the point of attack. They were aggressive in their help. They were aggressive in their rotations. And that is what you have to do when you're playing smaller, is that you have to take advantage of the chaos that you sow, which means, hey, when you get a rebound and your big is contesting at the three-point line, Leak. Mm-hmm. Leak. Go. Take advantage of it. And that's what ends up happening is Eubanks, he even hesitated a little bit like, should I, I'm the big. I'm supposed to be rebounding right now. Should I run? He's like, screw it. Flips his hips and goes. Transition dunk. Throws down a dunk that seals the game. That Vince Carter was talking about today. Listen, man. He, Air Jordan, little little Statue of Liberty, or uh, shout out to Trailblazing, the, the Statue of Uberty. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> not sure. Not sure you can that that comment isn't safe at like elementary, middle schools. I'm just gonna throw that. One oh out yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a little too close. But to me, what was the thing that you take away from this is yes, Damian Lillard's continued greatness. Yeah. Yes, they they bought or bought, they fought and they battled and they competed. And honestly, had they lost that game, I don't think it's one we're sitting here like, ah man. They let another one get away because you don't have Nurk basically the entirety of the game. Jeremy Grant, you don't have the second half. You say, hey, after that surge that they had at the end of the first half, especially Mm -hmm. with the way that Jeremy Grant had the block and then the run out on the other end. The dunk on the other end. I mean, that at the end of the first half is like, whoa, hey, look at that. They're fighting. They're competing with one of the best teams in the league on the road. And then he goes down. You can go, ah, well, you know, Grant went down. And they came out and they, they punched Memphis in the face. But the biggest takeaway from me, because this is what I it's not that I don't care about what happens in this season, but if you're looking for something to build on, it was how Dame and Ant played the final 15 minutes of that game. Yeah. It was not your turn, my turn, look at each other, trying to read what was going on. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Dame had 17 and 5 in the third quarter. Masterful. Ant has 14 and 3 in the fourth. Puts the game away. And it was pick and roll, take advantage of your guy. If they don't help, cook. If they do, make the play. Mm-hmm. And it was one guy on one side of the floor, one guy on the other, feeding off the other. And there was there was some callbacks to Damon CJ where you could see the other guy was 
entirely perfect and comfortable balancing the other guy in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's what you take from this game. And that is, uh, well, I take I want more consistent. Seattle. Yes, this is. I mean, that, that's, that's probably the, the first time it's happened. That's the thing. It's the level that they executed last night, not just on offense, but defensively. That's the thing is that they were, for the first time ever, they were on the same wavelength. But in that, to me, is where if we could see it tomorrow, because we have seen those two play really well together, mm-hmm. and then go and crap the bed the very next game. It, 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 it just, it's like grinding breaks. You could just see it's like. It feels forced. And this is the thing with Lillard playing the way he is right now and just the level of consistency that we know of Damian Lillard to have. I know he's going to be able to do it. It's the other side of it. Yes. I mean, that that's it. Like He and Ant need to play at that level consistently, especially Anthony Simons. Damian Lillard playing the way he is right now, this stretch that he's on, averaging mm. 38 points a game over his last 10, and... My goodness, he's been outstanding. A 50-point game is 11 games ago. That doesn't count in his last 10. Dude's still averaging 38. He's been on a tear that is unquestioned. I can't believe he didn't win Western Conference Player of the Month. Also because, because he didn't. All because solely because Nikola Jokic averaged 24, 12, and 12 going 10 and 2. Now, this is where it, like glimpses of what we saw last night are great to have, but... If it's not sustainable, what's the point of of doing this time and time again? You know, and that's the thing. And I'm just talking to guys around the team, it definitely feels like this is a a building block. Yeah, and it's not going to be. They've got Washington up next. If they go out there and it doesn't look perfect again, I don't think anybody's going to panic because a lot of times you take two steps forward, and you take one step back. But the, I think that's what the fans are sick of, though. But how can you be sick of it when the guy has been in this position for four years or for four months? You can't. You, that's the thing is you you can't uh, because you, the you ex- can, but you're you're. It's fundamentally flawed because when when is the corner going to be turned? I would say giving something more than four months is. But then we probably were told last fair. year though that it was last year he had his stretch where it was his team and that was just the start of it and then it's yeah. been just as erratic ever since. Like I, it was erratic before. And we're getting more consistency. I wouldn't use erratic to describe it. I would use I would use he had a bad he had a very good six weeks and then a bad month. I wouldn't call that erratic. I would call that finding a role. And that's if you look around the league, all those guys that signed those contracts, Brunson, Harrow, uh, Poole, and Simons, they've all done the, almost the same thing this year. Harrow was a Harrow and Poole were dumpster fires. Yeah, Poole. People were almost immediately regretting the pool deal. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to see him get a little bit better. And he is not in the same role as Ant. He's got Steph and Clay to carry a lot of the weight for him. That, But that's the thing right there. The expectation in all of those guys that you said, with maybe the exception of Brunson, mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not asked to or carry the same weight as what Anthony Simons is asked to do and what his role is on the team. And that severely limits your ceiling if if you don't have if you have a guy if your number two is going through those sorts of things and it's it is your number two you need more out of it correct and i don't think that's unfair to say no because this is where we're at when you get the four-year hundred million dollar contract but this is, and you are number you are supposed to be the number two when jeremy grant has been the number two to this point yes and no 
if I told you over the last 11 games that Simon's averaged 24 and 3, shooting 50, 40, 93, would that sound right to you? Uh, what say how over how many games? The last 11. The last 11 games. That same stretch where Dame has been absolutely nuclear. And what's he? How many points is he averaging? Simons. Yeah. Over uh, that? Twenty. Twenty points. His, his shot volume is down. His assists are up, and his efficiency is through the roof. Yeah. Well, that then yes, it does make sense. Well, they're also won four of their last five. Do you think it's a coincidence? That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, he, yes, this is why we needed to be consistent, but Danny. That, that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> that's what my point is that they're working into it. Yeah, and you yeah. can see it coming together little by little. And I thought you saw the first like real culmination of it yeah. last night. And then that is it was it was spectacular last night. And now now this is the thing. Consistency with it because it can't be you cannot afford for there to be any more dips. It has to be up because that is your your number two's level has to be higher than definitely this isn't to say you play last night or the last 10 every single night um from here on out but your lows cannot be as low as what they have been and that and that's kind of i think where the rub is with with a lot of of the fans especially the ones that are, are very negative and down on um anthony simons which is something I, I still don't truly understand how people can be so far down on him. Uh, it's, it's, it's extremely hard to be down on a 23-year-old guy who was averaging 22, 4-2, yeah. shooting 45, 38, yeah. 92. Which, like, which is wild. But, <laughs> you know, the expectation should be that his floor is, is higher that? than what his, yes. his floor is higher than what it is because yeah. when it craters, boy, it sure is down. And that that is the consistency I'm looking for because the highs, what we saw last night, poof, that was good. That, that was great at the end. The thing that you talk about when you talk about stars in the NBA, particularly as they find their prime, it's this. It's not just the consistencies. It's the highs. Anthony's highs are earth-shattering highs. 40-piece with 11 threes type thing. You know, the kind of thing that only superstar scorers can do. The problem is, in that month, or you know, uh, late November into late December, when he wasn't scoring, he wasn't doing anything else, and it was the same problem that the Blazers had with CJ. And it's because it, it largely is an inability to be a factor on the other end of the floor. If your shot's not falling, it's hard, and that's it's hard thing to watch. Is, what did you see him do all night against Memphis? Was compete defensively? Compete, but he'll never be the game changer on no, that end. but. And you, that, this you can is a get problem, by. You don't have, but I mean, you can't get by if you have two guys who compete. Yeah, and I, I said the same thing about CJ. If you compete, if you have the yeah. right guys, and it doesn't need to be the super specific three all NBA caliber defenders around them. That that isn't what you need. If you look around the NBA today, as long as you have guys that compete, and yes. and that wasn't, it was a problem for not just Ant. It was a problem for Dame two years ago, because of the offensive burden that he carried. Yeah. He could not compete on the defensive end. Now you're seeing what's insane is because of the surgery, because of the shape that he's in now, he's able to drop 40 and compete on the defensive yeah. end. You are seeing the best version of him, which I think allows Anthony Simons to grow into this role. Well, and I think last night, too, with, you know, you mentioned this earlier, Gary Payton II blowing through his minutes restriction. I think that's a thing of the past now. Hopefully. Um, 
you see that you do have somebody that is a is a more than contributor on that end of the mm-hmm. floor, and that covers up a lot. It and that was always the point of that signing, and why when people didn't get to see him to start the season, I don't think they knew just how impactful he would be. Yeah. Um, Josh Hart's thirty-two minutes. He's he's catching a lot of flack for his thirty-two minutes. He is, and it's and I. I it was incredible that the Blazers won without him being impactful in the box score, but I did not think he played poorly last night. Yeah, because in a what weird he was asked way. to do. Yes, he was He was very effective in blowing things up and just not being the beneficiary of grabbing a loose ball. Like There was, I want to say, probably a half dozen times where I saw him box out a guy supremely bigger than him. I, I will... I will say though, when they kind of the cameras went to him post game when he was talking he to Stephen Adams, looked pissed. That was that was some. I, I'm just sitting there going. I usually will be like, okay, we'll catch the interview. And as you I was disregard that him, stuff, I just but going, yeah, I couldn't understand what was being said in the Dame interview because mm-hmm. they had that shot on Josh on Hart in yeah. in uh, or I think it was still uh, Calabro and and Lamar talking. But they went to that shot and he just looked. He looked angry. Look like a guy who doesn't want to. I don't. I don't want to put words in his mouth. He. It looks like a guy who's very frustrated with. His I would role. say it looked like it looked like a short timer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That is the fan text line. Um, CJ McCollum. He went on Dream on Green's podcast because mm. they're they're not just basketball players; they're podcasters. No. CJ on a podcast? No. Yeah. No. And he dropped a little knowledge about the trade deadline that um, he was open and honest about how much he knew before he got dealt to New Orleans. Danny Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Bruce Hornsby. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Okay, we had uh, CJ McCollum went on Draymond Green's podcast there. Uh, a little cross-pollination mm. between their pods. And he talked a lot about the trade deadline, which is a week from today. And uh, last year when the Blazers made that swing and made a move, he knew where he was going beforehand. Yeah, no, the, the organization did a, uh, did a solid to him. For sure. Did you have any say so or know that it was going to be New Orleans? Uh, yeah, I knew. Um, I knew. I knew I was going to New Orleans. Um, we had a lot of conversations about teams behind closed door. I kind of told my agent um, what I felt like was the best fit for me, my career, where I wanted to go um, for my wife, for my son who had just been born. He was, I left after his four week appointment. And I just felt like, with the young talent, obviously you got a planet in Zion. In, in Zion. You got Bi, who's a mega star, mega star. You got great pieces, young players. So I'm talking and I'm having all these conversations. And I'm like, this is perfect. We got a young up and coming team. They need a player like me who can play different roles. I can score. I can lead. I can get off the ball and chill and like watch you go to work. Like I'm not, I'm not going to force my way into stuff. Like I know how to play whatever way we need to play. And most importantly, I got a winner's DNA to where, like, I won at every level. I ain't won a championship, but I won in high school. I won in college. And I've consistently gone to the playoffs nine years in a row. This will be 10 straight. So it's like I know what to do to kind of to kind of figure it out. And uh, thankfully, we pulled the trigger, and I'm thankful to be in New Orleans. I love it. I think we're changing the culture. Fan base is shifting. Uh, what we want to accomplish is shifting. And um, I'm a big part of that, and this team is a big part of that. Interesting. Mm. Which uh, Joe Cronin kind of said that they did, even at the deadline last year, that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but they did kind of have some some consultation with places that, that CJ would want to go because he, he did go through a lot, and they were in the middle of a tank last year. <laughs> the Blazers were. No, they'll never say that. Yeah. I mean, they, the Blazers and Joe Cronin specifically, did CJ McCollum a favor? A yeah. thank you for your time trade. And for all of you out there, that's imp- you can't do that. You put the organization in a bad spot. They traded CJ McCollum and Larry Nance for Jeremy Grant and Josh Hart. Yeah, well, on the uh, at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, yes, because they created the exception that got him Jeremy Grant away. and the draft pick that came back. That yeah, yes, but. Um, they're still not complete, nowhere near it. No. Um, but we, we knew that this mess would take a long time to untangle that Neil O'Shea created. Uh, there, it was pretty funny when he said in there that um, he can play any role and he doesn't force things. You can play one role and you force everything. <laughs> yeah. I watched about a decade of basketball. <laughs> big to differ. <laughs> if you could have played another role, yeah. you would have played another role. Uh, what I do agree with, though, is that that role... It's a perfect fit. fit. It does fit with what New Orleans needed and what he can do with that roster. And surrounding him, uh, it's amazing what happens when you surround, you know, an undersized guard with big athletic freaks. Yes. Yeah. It's it's amazing how he can thrive. And yet, 
here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, at the same token, I don't know if anybody's caught wind of what's going on in New Orleans. They've lost nine games in a row. Nine. Nine times. Is that good? Nine. No. no. Uh, Blazers about to pass them in the standings. It's insane. It's it's Half insane game. when you look at the standings right now. The Blazers are, I think, they're tied for eleven. Yeah, no, no, they're they have they have sole place, sole mm. control of eleventh now. Oh, look at that! And in the same breath, they're in eleventh, and they're a game and a half out of fifth. They're two and a half Yikes. out of fourth. Yikes! That's how tight things are. What? Why? What is New Orleans? Why are they struggling so bad? It can't just be Zion being out. Uh, Zion being out, Ingram being bad. He just came back, and he has not been good since he got back. Yeah, I saw last night his line was like five of he was, a billion. He was five very of bad. twenty or something yes. like that. And we do know that CJ does kind of go through those ups Swoons. and downs, ebbs and flows of his mm. shooting uh, season, which uh, Blazers are all too, too familiar with, which I think, going back to our last conversation, is one of the biggest apprehensions that fans have with uh, Ant, too, is that they are treating him like the same player that CJ is <laughs> And they're not. Now, if you want to say that they're scoring guards, sure. How they go about their business is wildly different. Yeah. Ant is a high-volume three guy who has the ability to get to the rim. And now, people, he doesn't do it enough. He doesn't generate free throws enough. He has already surpassed what C.J. McCollum ever did in Portland. Yeah. Ever. As a free throw generator. A free throw generator, huh? All right. Now, I'm with it. To be fair, to be fair, CJ McCollum is the worst free throw generating twenty point per game score since nineteen seventy. That's crazy. Huh. The theory on this that has been backed by a lot of supporters is CJ has very bad feet in the sense of he's injury prone, his feet and his ankles. What do you do to prevent that from happening? Don't go in the paint. Yeah, his drive rate is non-existent. He doesn't attack the rim. So what does you? How do you make yourself great in the NBA if you don't do that? You become one of the best shot-creating, knockdown mid-range shooters in a generation. Yeah, it's KD, it's Kyrie, it's CJ McCollum. Like he's that good at creating mid-range shots, which is why he can go anywhere and be a focal point. For getting buckets. But when you're talking about him and Anthony Simons, they are vastly different players in how they go about creating and creating for others. Hey, real quick before we uh, transition Hmm. out of basketball, uh, the All-Star Reserve is going to be announced tonight. Yeah. Two guards, two wild cards, three front court players. Uh, We see Dame being an an All-Star. I think this is kind of a slam dunk. There's actually really good guards in the West. Stop me if you've heard this one Mm -hmm. before. That one will be on the outside looking in. And... Whether it's you've got what Dame, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, who else do we have in this in this conversation? Uh, Fox, Fox, Book, SGA, Shea, Dame. I think that's really you got four right there. It that's, that's tough, but there is a chance that one of those gets left out. But it's not Damian Lillard. Well. Uh, I don't think it is, especially this. This if he didn't have this run that he's on, he probably is the odd man out though. But the run that he is on the last two weeks, that's what gets him in. 
because it's not just oh John Morant too. Oh, uh, Anthony Edwards. John Morant and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot. They get, there's there's going to be somebody who's going to be very upset. Ant's going to be the one who, who's left out. Yeah, and maybe Devin Booker because he's been because of the injury. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think if you're missing basically six weeks that you can be out there. Yeah. You know, if you can name as a starter because you're popular enough, whatever, fine. Yeah. Which is what Zion had happened. All right, 503-250-1080. That's the fan text line. This is Danny and Dusty. Here's Rust. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. It appears that Tommy Reese, he gone from Notre Dame. Perfect. Alabama zeroing in on the play caller from Notre Dame, according to a lot of reports out there. This is an interesting one uh, for me. Bill O'Brien leaves Bama and Nick Saban. Heads up to New England to take uh, over as the play caller again for the Patriots. Um, but this is leaving Notre Dame is interesting for Tommy Reese for a few reasons here. One, this is the same guy that turned down the OC job with LSU and Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go down to LSU because he's a former Notre Dame quarterback. He wanted to kind of be there alongside Marcus Freeman in, and kind of build something and continue to build at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And here we are just one year later after what was a rocky start. And then a, everybody stopped talking about Notre Dame last year, which is wild to me. But after as bad as it looked at the beginning of the year. Because it looked real bad. Yeah. Notre Dame got that thing back on the rails. And was it a, you know, a, a, a playoff contending team? No. But. You thought that, hey, maybe they do have something there. And now Tommy Reese They weren't is, losing to Marshall bad. Right. And now Tommy Reese all of a sudden is is apparently at the point of being wooed by Nick Saban to head down to Bama and take over the play-calling duties there. That uh, That is, is, a, is very, very, very interesting because Notre Dame has come out and they've said money's not an option. Like that's not or an issue. Money is not an issue. <laughs> Money's we not an will, option. Oh, that sucks. Uh, well, it's not an option either. Like it won't be. It won't be the reason why he's gone. That's for dang sure. They'll match whatever Alabama offers Tommy Reese. Um, so this comes down to opportunity, and it's not like he doesn't have his quarterback either. Because remember, they got the transfer from Wake Forest. Sam Hartman transferred in to Notre Dame. Who's a dude? He is a dude. He is. I mean. He was one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and then what? It what happened to him? Did he, he got hurt. Issue? Yeah, he he. he I, mm, I I thought his was. Yeah, I think that's right. I forgot. It was what something. Happened. It was something weird. But he missed. I want to say was it three or four weeks? He came back relatively quickly, quicker yeah. than that was anticipated, and he was still good. But like they had kind of lost some of their mojo. Yeah, like they were just on a roll. He's a guy who. I don't think he's a Heisman candidate, but I think he's a guy who, if you're at the end of the year and you're looking at the awards list, like a, a Max Duggan this year, where you're yeah. like, whoa, that's yeah. a that's a gamer. 
Well, and I think the the part that is really fascinating to me is you have Tommy Reese who's willing to jump ship on his alma mater. He's only 30 years old, by the God. way. He's really All young. these coordinators are kids now, man. Yeah, and he's super bright. But this comes on the heels of Ryan Grubb, the Washington offensive coordinator, who turned the job down at Alabama because he said, hey, I think we got something special going at UW. Husky fans are feeling themselves, too. Have you seen uh, oh boy, yeah. the, the old tweets from the old, the old, the old purple dogs? Yep. We're doing so good. We got coordinators turning down jobs at Alabama. We're okay. And I'm like, simmer down, Huskies. Well, they did pay him $2 million to the <laughs> But um, in, in Ryan Grubb has always been attached to Kalen DeBoer, too, mm-hmm. who – you know, those two guys have, have gone all the way back to when they were coaching in AI ball at St. Francis. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a simpatico relationship. Yes, it's they very do. it's very easy to build on what they want to do in not only running a team, but building a team. But Bama, they're they're pulling out the big guns for this one, going after Tommy Reese. And look, Nick Saban is is he's sending a message this year. He also doesn't like to be told no. Nick Saban he got mocked um, by Jimbo Fisher, Arr. and when they got the number one recruiting class, he didn't like it. No, David Pollock said the SEC runs through Georgia now, and he's not wrong. To to Nick Saban's face, he didn't like it. Well, when you get back to back natties, and so now you have Nick Saban on this fu tour where he signs the number one recruiting class in the country and says, you know what, Jimbo. Here, look at this. We got big bags too. And you know what I'm going to go and do? I will go and I'm going to steal the sharpest, bright young mind I can find. So he goes and gets 30 year old Tommy Reese. And Alabama's purpose pitch is we know flight trackers, you know, all this flight tracking stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. They sent the university plane. It has a big old. There's a picture that a reporter for Alabama or uh, Notre Dame mm-hmm. is like. Here's the plane, and it has the big old Alabama A on the side of it in a snowy, snow-covered the team plane. South like, Bend. They weren't hiding runway. it at all. No, it was like, you know what? Here, we're not going to go smoke and mirrors. We're just going to go, and we're going to try to pick him up and bring him back on our Alabama private jet. So, Do you think that there's a bit of a hog-measuring contest they, going on there? They want to send the mm. purpose pitches everywhere, and they're not hiding it. And I can't wait for it. I think it's great for college football that Nick Saban is all upset because, boy, oh, boy, they're going to have some vengeance that they're going to come out with. And there's, you know, a couple guys went from Alabama and they transferred to Oregon. There's been transfers coming out of the Alabama program and into the portal. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that's by design by Nick Saban saying, hey, we need need those dogs now. Mm -hmm. And by any means possible, they're going to go and get them, coaching and playing. Nick Saban, if there's anything about him that you can trust wholeheartedly, man hates to lose. Sure he, he's, he's, he's the poster boy for hates to lose more than he likes to win. That's a fact, Jack. That is a fact. And I, just, I, don't, I have a very hard time seeing him come out of this cycle not getting everything that he wants. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We shall find out. All right, uh, 503-250-1080. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan.
idea. We were talking about the Pro Bowl earlier. I have an idea. You would need to make it better, worse, or non-existent. Okay, better. go on. Better. You get, for every player voted to the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. they get to bring a fan to participate alongside. Ooh. Now, this could be a fan that they adore and that they love and a story that they like. Mm. It could be a troll on social media, mm. but they get to bring a fan to the event. And what happens, happens. What at Whatever event they want to choose to be in, their, their fan has to participate in that event as well. It's going to be really funny when every one of their fans, quote unquote, also has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, you. Uh, you don't think that happens, anyways, though. I'm just saying. Now they're like, oh, the league's gonna foot the bill. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me go ahead and drink, bring the IG honey over here. I'm on board with this. I think this would be hilarious because then you would get to see average people competing alongside of world class athletes. You don't think C.J. Mosley just accidentally takes somebody's head off? No, I think he does. That's what I'm saying. Which yes. Which is why they got waivers. Yeah. Sign the waiver. Life insurance. Sign, sign, sign the waiver. Yeah. I'd be here for it. <laughs> right? I, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, bring back pros versus Joes, but like actual pros versus Joes. Yeah. Let's go. Like, See, this they, is they, it. They this had the old guys about. on pros versus Joes, and they bodied people. Yeah. Just imagine what in-prime pros yeah. would do to people off the couch. But yeah, this My is God. why I want it. And now that it's not a game, it's mm. flag football. So that you could just see how oh God. athletic and unathletic Derek Henry stiff-arring a normal human. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Dodgeball with you know, the, uh, Josh Allen, who's not there, or Trevor Lawrence just hucking a ball <laughs> right in the side of somebody's face. Yes, I'm here for it. A ball going so fast that it misshapes in yeah. midair. Watching them go side-by-side side through the obstacle course next to... You know, uh, Tyreek Hill. That, I'm here for all of it. I'm, I'm Tyreek Hill doing a race backwards. I'm here to see going forwards. Randy from Pensacola pushing a blocking sled. I, I want all of it. How about remember the old quarterback competitions they used to have? Yes, like the you know the moving, moving targets across yeah. the field. I always wanted to drive Axe the golf cart at the moving targets. That that seems very dangerous for the golf cart driver. Well, no, they, there was. I thought they were we like motorized. Yeah, we, we we do. It's all it's like, all robot like control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Axe throwing. Yeah, I'm, spice it up. I want this to happen, I'm and not, not that. like it's on ABC and ESPN. So like, you know how Jimmy Kimmel does his mean tweets. Mm-hmm. You have the mean tweets read, and then that's when you're called down. <laughs> From Your the crowd. line is nothing but mean tweets. Yeah, it's oh, like I love it. It's like WWE. Like there is, or you call down the fan. Like, hey, you're you've won uh, from the NFL, and you get to come to Pro Bowl week. And they're like, oh, this is super cool. So they do like an introduction, and then it's like WWE. Stone Cold, the glass breaks. And down comes, you know, Stephon Diggs, and you see the fear in the eye of the fan going. <laughs> Oh, go against no. Him. I'm here because of him? That would be great. It would be great if they if they read the fans' tweets that's crapping, crapping on the player. Yeah, that's the okay. mean tweets. Okay. That's, that's the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets. Like oh, with yeah. the NWO entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> you make it. You you make this all wrestling-like. Stefan Diggs coming out with the uh, NWO chop. 
Cry, or the, the DX generation yeah. X. Just that's the uh, Joel Embiid got Sixers thing. Yeah. Joel Embiid yeah. got fined for that one, and uh, Triple H is paying that fine. Yep, because he's worth like a billion dollars. He's worth a fair amount of money. I'm I'm here for all of this, yes. and I think I really think it's a great idea. NFL, you're welcome. I saved the mm. Pro Bowl because that thing starts tonight. Yeah, humiliating fans would actually be a good way to get other fans to tune in. One hundred percent. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know if uh, making fun of your f- no, 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 make humiliating the living bejesus out of one of your fans yeah. would be a fantastic way. No, I don't think that it's like you you don't go over the top to humiliate them. You just oh, no, that say just, it happens out of yeah, process. Here you are. Oh, you thought. You tweeted out last week that, mm. you know, Justin Jefferson is a bum. No, no, no. Miles Garrett is a punk ass. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to find out just how much of a punk ass he is? Here's Miles Garrett. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. Just drop step somebody into another dimension playing basketball. And if they don't want to co- compete, they don't have to. I mean, this isn't like uh, Oh, then you got to no, then you got to do a walk not, of shame. Yeah, it's not North Korea. Yeah. You can walk away, but uh, we all know. We all know what happened. Yeah, well, and have the pro bowler walk up behind the guy like, you know, Undertaker meme style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Until they get a real Joe's a former Navy SEAL slash MMA guy and he destroys one of these guys and they have to quit the league. <laughs> here for it still. I I worked with <laughs> Then those. he gets his contract. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I worked come with, on. I worked with those guys. Yeah. They're 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 freaks mentally. They are. David Goggins is getting folded in half by Lane Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, but he'll get up. <laughs> Listen, I love those guys. Love yeah. them. Jocko, Goggins, all those guys that everybody looks up to, those operators. Miles Garrett is doing unholy things to those humans that you do not all fathom. This. I want all of it. I, and I, I don't want them doing that to those guys. No. I want them doing to the guys with Twitter fingers. That's what I want. <laughs> Because the contrast will be so stark and so violent that you just, it'll be like watching a train wreck. Yeah. You will not be able to look away. Yup. Imagine the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's a troll and someone calls him down. Even more, even more. If you get the look of fear from the NFL player, it's great. Like, and the one that I'm looking forward to the most is if like, you have some troll calling out a kicker on Twitter, and he looks like the mountain. And then kicker comes out, and little Cairo Santos is like, all right, buddy, let's go line up from 40. And you watch that hamstring pop on the first <laughs> one. And you're like, <laughs> nice job, Pally. Yeah, my little five foot nine ass is doing yeah. just fine kicking these. How yeah. come you, hey, big boy, you got all that leg. Yeah. How come that ball no go far? Oh, well, get it to the goal line, <laughs> Pally. See? I'm in. I'm in for all of it. All right, I'll give you credit. This is good. And then each and every one of those guys can claim that they are an NFL player because they went toe to toe with one. Much like, much like the you know, much like our pilot. Am I the a hole guy? (laughs) And the answer to that unequivocally was yes. It's a story you could tell forever. At the time you went and Micah Parsons drug you around the, the flag football field, it'd be great. It'd be an awesome time. Okay. Um. We got that. We got my, oh, my, oh, we talked about that uh, stuffed owl at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. My dad got back to me. No. What do you got? Yeah. Do tell. We had a creepy stuffed owl in our house. Uh, it is uh, currently over his front door right now. <laughs> Outside where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the parrot, it didn't fit in the living room with all the parrots that he has in there. Not real ones. 
He is like a gym. my my dad's is he a or, ornithologist? No, no, no. His home resembles more of like a Margaritaville. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, picking parrots, I'm picking up a bunch of more alive now. parrots. Um, he says it was uh, it was his grandpa Max, so my great grandfather. My great grandfather is the original owner of the stuffed owl that creeped me out as a child. Oh, so that's creeped out many generations. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, did, I guess he's did, down with it. So he, if it's that old, he probably killed it. You gotta love the hand-me-down terror, huh? So. <laughs> You would imagine if it's that old, it was probably killed by him. I feel like the inheritance in this one, well, knowing him too, it was probably with his own bare hands. He was a badass. <laughs> uh, you go check the Allen's got a broken neck. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if it skipped a generation where it went from my great-grandfather to my dad, we can just go ahead and skip me on that one. I'll give it to my son. There you go. I'm babe. <laughs> I think little man would love that thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pure terror-inducing. You'd love right. to see it. We got a Friday show coming up uh, tomorrow. Yeah, We're we looking got, forward to We it. got uh, Jake Fisher on to talk NBA trade lines. Fisher. Love it. All right, so join us then. Up next, you got Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Have a great Thursday. See you Friday. Mm, bye. Dumps a bag of nuts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.